Um, okay, Ted, so home is the sailor. I'm not a sailor, I'm a rower. <laughs> I know, I knew you'd contest that one, but it's, it's, it's a good line, isn't it? Okay. It is. There's a number of ocean rowers who were lucky enough and are lucky enough to have blown across the ocean right. because they've had favourable conditions which have meant a, a decent, uh, well, normally an easterly if mm-hmm. they're going from east to west. So right. you want a, either an easterly or a decent northeasterly to mm. shoot you across the ocean. Unfortunately, we didn't have very many northeasterlies and okay. we were ploughing our way through a, um, an ocean that felt like gravy at times. Right. Kicking off from? We started in Tenerife right. and we were heading to Antigua, which is about... Well, two th- well exactly two thousand eight hundred and fifty nautical miles, which right. is about three thousand miles away. Okay, okay, and and um, your company and your spirits and how did it go? Well, we were. I mean, I signed up for this adventure quite late, so most mm. of the other crew were on a, a rowing boat called Roxy, and it was a crew of twelve. Mm. And I saw an advert about a month before we left on Facebook saying crew crew member required, mm. um, adventurous person required may lose life. Um, um, and I thought that suits me. I'll have a go at that, and um, signed up. So most of the others have been signed up for over a year for this. Oh adventure. really? So yeah. They were so full they were of they're prepared, full of anticipation. Mm. They still weren't sure if it was going to happen because mm. we were in the midst of lockdown. Mm. Um, and I just thought that suits me because I don't have to worry about it for a year in advance. I'll just sign up, turn up, and go. Which you did. Which I did. Mm. The rest of the crew were a bit. Who is this madman who's going to turn up and totally unprepared? Mm. And of course, I've got some good footage of me doing wonderful things in the past but Mm. I'm not sure what they thought when I turned up (laughs) sort of 17 stone and hairy Um. you're less than 17 stone now considerably less and you're looking very lean and and very like some old photos of your Uh. pa that I've been looking at ah yes of course yeah so Um. the old day yeah so 17 stone I probably lost a couple of stone in the 42 days that we were at sea okay okay remind us how many crew there were and your conditions and, and how you organized it so we had 12 on the boat mm-hmm. um with uh, a skipper and a co-skipper mm-hmm. included in that 12 there's a cabin at each end three sleeping in each cabin three rowing at any one time so right. once you'd rowed your three hours you'd get into the cabin and the three others who were in the cabin moved out and got in the oars okay, so likewise hot, the other end yes yeah, so six, hot bedding yeah absolutely mm. six six rowing at a time yeah three hours on three hours off for right. 42 days so no no, no, never any longer rest than three hours. Um, so that was probably the toughest thing was getting used to the sleep pattern. Right. So and, and unless you sleep like that at home, there's no way of preparing for it. So I'd say the first week and a half were hell as right. we as you really battled tiredness um, right. and fatigue yeah. and just coming to terms with getting up at, you know, being up at between doing the 10.30 to 1.30 shift, sleeping for three hours or two and a half hours, and then getting up and doing the 4.30 a.m. Mm. shift and, mm. and what have you, non-stop. And mm. what was remarkable about the crew, I think when I started this adventure, I thought, well, there'll be a load of people signed up on this, and there'll probably be a few shifts that I can miss and get a bit of extra sleep and mm. what have you. It became apparent very early on that that, was, that wasn't going to be <laughs> the case. <laughs> and I thought, what the hell have I got myself mm. into? So, so well organised then, obviously. Very well organised by a company called Rannock, who, mm. um, you know, the, the, the skipper was a skipper who, he's also in charge of the company that mm. builds the boats. And unlike my previous experience of rowing an ocean, I had real faith in this boat because Excellent. this boat builder builds the boats for the Talisker mm. 
um, race which happens really? every year across okay. the Atlantic and, and the Rannoch boats are the sort of chosen boats for that event. Mm. People do use other boats, but let's say 80 or 90% of the boats used are made by this Excellent. boat builder. Excellent. So although we were in a boat that was brand new, untested, um, a bigger boat than they normally build, mm. we knew that it was going to be built properly. It was being skippered by Charlie, who was the, was the world record holder for rowing the Atlantic Excellent. solo, has also done another solo crossing. And this was going to be his third crossing. So I felt in safe hands. And, and I must admit, actually, throughout the whole process, before, during and after, hmm. I didn't feel... I, would, I never feared for my life, Good. so to speak. which That's was an advance. In, which was an advance on the previous adventure <laughs> that I'd, I'd, I'd undertaken. So yeah. um, a bit different to... Yeah, when we got past 250 miles and outside of helicopter rescue range, we had a little celebration. Did you? Having, okay. Uh, yeah, it's like, Ted, you've got further than you've ever got before. <laughs> Um, and I remembered sort of flashbacks of being winched off the deck of our previous adventure. Um, fond memories of that, though. That was you well. Know. You, you can afford to be fond now. Can't they? Can afford to be fond. They can can't now. They? I mean, now I must admit, it hit me. Your... It hit me hard at the time. Mm. I think when we when we didn't get across the first time, mm. and that was about four or five years ago. And I say that I suffered quite a lot mentally mm. um, with that sort of inverted brackets failure mm. um so it was really quite nice to put that one to bed this yeah. time i felt a real sense of uh, it wasn't like at the end of this uh, that i was whooping and hollering and going woohoo we yeah. made it across the atlantic and there was a fair amount of that from other crew members which mm. is fair enough but mm. for me i just had a massive amount of contentment i was very content Good. to tick that box yeah. get that done yeah be safe yes and, so having uh, set that as your personal goal yeah, Tick. although I'm I'm much more aware these days of setting goals and 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 not not putting too much onto the outcome mm. and mm. being too aligned with the outcome because if it doesn't work out, what happens? Mm. And when it does work out, what happens? Mm. Because you know, yes, if it yeah. does work out and you get really be... high, well, then where do you go? You what go into you, a massive slump. Well, you so... come back to home and give it, us a nice little interview. Exactly. <laughs> but go... normally what happens is I, f- I finish an event <laughs> and I go into a post-event blues. Okay. And, so I, and that's just... quite common amongst people that do yeah. you know, ultra events and things like that. Mm. Um, and I don't feel like that at all this time. I Excellent. feel quietly content and happy Excellent. that I got the job done, but now we move on. Okay. So, listen, just switch back to here. So the hardest thing is switching into the three-hour sleep, three hours on. Um, That's the hardest thing physically. Physically, okay. So I would what? say, and, you know, so people would say, oh, my God, how are your hands, how are your muscles? Mm. Actually, your know, rowing's not a, a sport which is particularly... Um, hard on your joints or mm. you know it's not physical like running it's it's much smoother so mm. you're, you're not getting that that attrition and on you're your joints a, and you're in, working in a, in as a team, team and you're working kind of you know it's mm. it's it's ben not her so like yes her like i mean yes of course there's there are hardships you do get blisters you do get blisters on your bottom mm. um if you're not careful but mm. you know if you've got shares in pseudocrem you get pine <laughs> but i think the hardest thing Apart from the sleep, which yes. is the hardest thing physically, I'd say the, the mental challenge is far greater than the physical challenge. Okay, and so and the mental challenge is not to get too cross with other people, yeah, not I to think get you, too frustrated. You know that you can't in a way. You right. know that you're living with, you know, if you picture the Big Brother house, yeah. and if you've ever watched Big Brother, you see mm. how relationships break down yes. in no time at all. Yes. And they're in a great big house yes. with a garden. Yes. Yes. We're essentially on a transit van. Yeah. And we live on a transit van and you cannot get off. No. You can't get off the van. 
you, you know, everything gets done on that van and right. everything is done within a two meter space. So right. cooking, cleaning, abluting, abluting, mm. washing, whatever, mm. everything happens in, in a two meter space. So you really can't afford to have a massive fallout with people. So learning how to kind of accept other people's behaviors in, mm. in many ways or how to communicate with the other people that you're right. dissatisfied with the way they're doing things yes. um, is, is quite a skill, mm. I would say. And, mm. and the hardest part of it, not, you know, not knowing that you can't get off no. is really okay. tough. So hell is other people? Uh, amazing. What a team. You know? <laughs> uh, I mean, you're saying hell is other people. Um, it may be, but this team was fantastic. Really? When, when you take... If you took 12 people at random, which mm. we pretty much were, and said, mm. right, go and live with each other on a transit van for 42 mm. days, I would have envisaged far more falling out mm. than there was. And there were a few niggles here and there, mm. um, but nothing we couldn't manage. And, you know, I think we have basically managed to leave the adventure all friends, which is... Which is remarkable. Which is remarkable. No one had any massive, massive fallings out. Mm. Yes, there were some tricky times, but we got over it. Okay, boys, girls, um, six age boys, range? Six boys, six girls. Okay. Ranging from 19 to 61. Excellent. Which I think Excellent. is the world record for a crew going across the Atlantic really? in terms of the age range. Really? Okay. Um, so, we, I mean, there's a lot of world records associated with uh, Atlantic rowing, mm. but... Um, Yes, so uh, the 19-year-old Rupert, just what a guy, you know, really? how, how to have the maturity at 19 to mm. live through what he lived through. As I said, it's not so much the physical. He's a god, you know, mm. he's built like an Adonis. Mm. Um, As you were once, Well, Ted. I was never really built like he was. but I, Well, I was because when he was 15, he was a fat boy. <laughs> and uh, he got bullied at school and yes. he, changed, he, changed, he turned himself he around morphed. and became this god. Mm. And at 19 has rode the Atlantic, but it's not, you know, his real challenge was the fact that he lived with 11 other adults, mm. Mm. dealt with their, their difficulties, mm. uh, you know, and their, you know their peccadillos, their peccadillos mm. dealt with all those things and came out, you know, smelling of roses the other end. Okay. So an, an absolute hero. Mm. Um, so what other difficulties were you, I think, I think Richard said you were becalmed at one point. Ah, there, or a lot for of a couple, well, there was there was one day mm. uh, or two days when it was unreal mm. how calm the middle of the you know if you picture the Atlantic you mm. picture big waves of course. you can't imagine how there can't be big waves in mm. the middle of the Atlantic at any time you know mm. you only have to go out and look at the whenever you go on the ferry you think yes. wow there's waves it was like a mill pond a glassy really? mill pond really? for the entire day with the sun beating down at sort of 40 45 degrees you know absolutely killer no wind to assist us no waves and just trying to pull this heavy boat through mm. the ocean mm. um but also quite magical you know mm. because wherever you looked you know across the 360 degrees along mm. the horizon was nothing apart from this glass you know like a mirror mm. it's like we were sitting on a mirror with this amazing blue sky above so you know we had to Instead of complaining about it, we appreciated it for what okay. it was. We're, it okay. was a very special moment, I suppose, mm. um, along with all the other special moments, like the dolphins that followed alongside how for long, a, for How a long few did days. they join you? Well, we saw dolphins four or five times, I'd mm. say. And Always an honour, isn't it? Mm, oh, it was Always fantastic. Absolutely yes. beautiful. And then we had whales, a pod of whales. Right. It was quite fun putting our GoPro camera under the water and then looking at the footage later, mm. hearing the whale music. Wow. You know, so underwater, just hearing that and all that sort of stuff, which was yes. quite cool. Hadn't really envisaged that happening. No. Turtles. 
Yeah. And flying fish. Really? I got okay. hit in the face at 4am <laughs> by a flying fish that came at me from about 20 yards what were away. While you were rowing, While you? I was rowing, <laughs> whack, right on the side of the face. It was just like, I was really pleased because it meant that I had a flying fish story to tell. <laughs> There were other people that had flying... We had flying fish that flew into the cabin. Mm. We didn't find it. I slept on it. Mm. The cabin smelt a bit fishy the next day. <laughs> you know, these sort of things we had to put up with. Is, you know. Yes, I can't imagine um, uh, sanitary conditions were, were, were it's, good to write home about. No, it's amazing how you get used to it, though. Yes, so none of, of you know, I would say that 12 of us all thought we all smelt wonderful. Okay. And there was never any complaints that anyone smelt more than anyone else. <laughs> Maybe they were complaining about me behind my back. But really, you couldn't smell anything out no. there. The day after we got back, mm. and we'd all been and had hot showers, mm. came back to the boat to clean it. We could barely get in the cabin. <laughs> we were retching cleaning out the cabin. It was disgusting. But we got so used to it. So it needs proper fumigating before okay, its well, next I'm trip. Sure that's, I'm sure that's possible. Uh, what about food? I mean, what, did, did you manage to eat well? I mean, obviously you, well, you ate nutritiously enough to sustain Yeah, I mean, we have um, traditionally on these adventures, you take a freeze-dried yep. uh, sachets. Mm. And adventure food has improved enormously has over it? the last few years. And we ate really well. You mm. know, I'm a... I'm a vegan, mm. so even I ate well. You know, mm. the vegan options were mm. pretty good. But, um, but yeah, you just add hot water or even cold water. You know, okay. so at the time we ran out, we had these little gas burners. Yeah. But we had to be careful how much gas we used. And mm. in the end, we were making food with just pouring cold water onto our pasta arrabbiata yes. or whatever it was. But yes. it becomes rehydrated and then we'd leave it in the sun to warm it up. And, really? Uh, yeah, okay. and so okay. we'd, we'd have... We ate pretty well. I would say those meals are quite good. You could, I could definitely, I might pretend I've done some cooking at home and just empty a couple of sachets mm. out into a bowl and okay. feed it to people and see what they think. I'm intrigued by the water supplies. Presumably your, your salt, salt, your cleaning salt water. Yeah, so mm. we had, um, there's no way we'd have been able to take enough water with us. No. You know, the, just the weight would have been ridiculous. But mm. yeah, we were making about 100 litres a day. We had right. a little desalination plant on board. Water, so a little yeah. water maker, which... Basically sucks up the seawater, mm. processes it and turns it into what is a all right drinking water. Really? You know, so the first couple never... of days you yes. think it's a bit it doesn't quite taste right. Mm. But after that you get very used to it. I prefer it to the water at home. Really? Yeah. I don't like the water down on the south coast. <laughs> Enough um. said. Um, so, so um, all, all, all those conditions sound pretty good, really. Mm. Um, and 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 just keeping busy. Did you ever? You said you said that the hardest thing, that harder than physical, was the mental. Mm. Was that that kind of being away from the family, being away from it was Sophie and the kids, yeah. and and just being in this weird transit van? I'd say it was difficult to pin down exactly what it mm, was that mm. made you emotional at any one time. Mm. But I would say that everyone went through their emotional times, and oh. I certainly did. But I would normally find myself at yeah, sometime around four in the morning just mm. gently weeping to myself <laughs> <laughs> as I'm on the oars, you know, just thinking, well, you know, it was a combination of missing home, um, it, uh, sometimes weeping for no not not sad just no. weeping enjoying the emotion enjoying right. that freedom right um to not really care about anything or, mm. or care what anyone thought mm. um 
Yeah, you know, you'd look up at the stars and just think, oh, wow, it's magnificent. But ultimately, mm. we're asked very small and, mm. <laughs> and, mm. and in many ways alone. But I'd always, you know, call me an old romantic, but we've always done this, uh, well, just look at the moon and we'll be looking at the same moon wherever yes. we are. Yes. And yes. Uh, that worked very well for me because often if I was in a dark place or finding it hard and thinking, what the hell am I doing? Mm. I would look up at the moon and just smile to myself and, and, go, know, ah, and know that the people you love are looking at exactly. that yeah sophie's looking and at that, that would just get me going i'd mm. smile and no one knew what i was thinking oh. but i'd be back I'm in the game yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> did you did you find that you all had to kind of support each other through these moments i you know yeah. kind of sort of being quiet in them or, or yeah i would say there was you know everyone had to be quite you had to mm. you have to be quite sensitive to mm. other people's emotions on board and mm. if someone was having a hard time you had to work out a way of dealing with it. Mm. Now, some people like to have an arm on around their shoulder and other mm. people just, you know, it's all right, leave me alone. Yeah. I'll be all right in half an hour type yeah. thing. And you worked out who needed what. Mm. Um, I I quite enjoyed the being a um, a bit of a peacemaker okay. out there, I suppose. Okay. So I suppose some of the experience I've had from being a housemaster has helped of course, in yes. these situations well, the where people to, have slight... Yeah, yeah, the need for know, calm, yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, there was, there's just wasn't a place for conflict. So mm. we had, you know, conflict resolution, mm. I suppose, is, is a bit of a skill of mine. And I, and I quite enjoyed doing that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, good. And, and so, come on, I mean, I think I've already worked this one out. But what do you think you've learned most about yourself from doing this? What have I learned most about myself from doing this? Um, I think I, I, I don't think I doubted that I'd be able to do it. Right. Um, I think I was pleased with my ability to deal with a group of people mm. in a very small situation. And I think, you know, a number of my friends said, they do, you know, have these, these people haven't met you, have they? Mm. <laughs> you know, they were more worried about how I would react to other people because I, I have a reputation for being a little bit intolerant of the noise people make when they mm. eat and mm. things like that. There are things that just absolutely kill me. Mm. Um, and I... I think that I was very good at dealing with those and I'm sure everyone else was very good at dealing with me. Okay. So 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 mutual tolerance. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, mutual tolerance. Yeah. Would you do it again? I was asked that early on straight after and I was a, it was a definite no, but mm. most my you know most of my answers to most things are no and that mm. gives me the opportunity to, to say turn around it. and say yeah. yes. Yeah. Um I definitely, I, I, I would certainly wouldn't say no. Mm. I wouldn't do it again in the same format. I'd no. like to go with fewer people. Yeah. Um, would I like to do it on my own? I'm not. I don't think so. No. I think I don't think, don't think I deal with the solitude that well no. for forty two days. But doing it with one other or or a group of four or mm. you know. You never know. I've still got kids that like doing this type of thing. Mm. And, yeah, that's going to be my last question. Mm. What, what would you say to, to someone, you know, want, saying, this is what I want to do? What would you say? I would definitely say anyone that wants to do it or thinks I'd like to do something magnificent mm. and really test myself and push myself. In, in what I would say, I'm going to say, I don't like doing dangerous things. No. I know that sounds stupid, but, no. you know, I, don't, I didn't consider this dangerous. I'm very, mm. I look at the risk and I think... Actually, compared to going and climbing Everest, which I have no intention of ever doing, mm. this is a very safe option. Mm. But it's still big and it's still epic and you mm. can still push your, you can really push yourself to the limits. And I would say that anyone, you know, there are very few people that wouldn't be able to achieve this if mm. they put their mind to it. So go for it. Go for it. Mm. Thanks, Ted. Pleasure. Wild man of Hurtwood. <laughs> Thanks very much.